We are Pixie and Ogre. This is an intersectional LGBTQIA plus friendly podcast led by two lesbians living in the sticks of North Carolina. We discuss topics that support our values, including pro-Black Lives Matter, pro-trans and gender non-binary, and pro-sex work, among many other topics. Pixie is me, Mel. I hold a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. Ogre is Laura, who has no degrees or licenses, but just likes to hear her sarcastic fat ass talk. Good afternoon, it's Pixie or Mel. And Laura, or the Ogre. And we had an eventful morning. We lost power for about 90 minutes. We had some sort of a weird monsoon, flooding, rain, winds. Yeah, I think we're getting that tropical storm situation. Yep, but it's hot and warm now and it's not raining. Yeah. It's still windy. Still windy. So we're not out of the woods yet as far as losing power. Yeah, hopefully we won't lose power again. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are. Um, our episode today is about the Mandela effect. Ooh, I like that. I do too. Yeah. This is really interesting. Yeah. And this this is a good like second parter to the conspiracy theory. Right, because there's a lot of theories about the Mandela effect. A lot of them are considered conspiracy theories. That's absolutely right. So for those who don't know, um, the Mandela effect was actually named by a self-identified paranormal consultant hmm. by the name of Fiona Broom. That's a very interesting name. It's an awesome name. It is and an if awesome that is her given name, so jealous. Um, but it started when she could detail her memory of the former South African president, Nelson Mandela, dying in prison in the 80s. Right, when in fact he didn't. He, he was released from prison and he died in the 90s. He died in 2013. Oh, really? Yes. Ah. See? I, that's just Mandela effect me. layers. See, I remember that totally differently. Right, and she was able to describe the details of the coverage of his death and even remembers his widow giving a speech about his death. But none of that happened. Interesting. Yes. So this isn't actually that unusual. Um, this would be under the classification of like a false memory, but the Mandela effect would be considered like a collective false memory. Right, and I understand the concept of false memory. I think that we all remember things differently uh, depending on the, the stage of our life. And as we grow older, I think that memories can be distorted in some way. In some way. And it's interesting. The, the reason the Mandela effect is interesting to me is because a lot of people remember things differently. Yes. And so you're not talking about one person who's just having a false memory you're talking about thousands of people who have distinct memories That's right. about things that actually didn't happen or didn't exist. Ever. And can we read some of the Mandela effects? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, one that I actually researched was um, the subject of a study back in 2010. So in Bologna, Italy, in um, August 2nd, 1980, there was a terrorist bombing of the Central Railway Station, killing 85 people, injuring over 200. Wow. It's huge. And in the 2010 study, 92% of people familiar with the clock in the station remember that it had been stopped ever since the day of the massacre, which was 30 years ago. Wow. When in reality, it was fixed shortly after the attack. And, and had been working for the past 30 years. And had been working years. for the past 30 years. And yet 92%. 92%. How many people were questioned? 
I mean, mm. we're talking 92% out of what, three people? You know, I'm not certain because I got this on the false memory Wikipedia page and it didn't give me like a little link to the study. So got I it. can definitely research that and include it in the show notes. Um, but that is a big statistic. Right. I mean, that, I mean that's a big number. Yes. Um, other ones that I think, you know, many might be familiar with. Um, Curious George. Does he have a tail? Doesn't he? Um, let me see. Let's see. Um, and just like in, in this age of information and internet and Photoshop, right? It's like you can find pictures of George with a tail. That's and right. You can find pictures of him without a tail. Right. But we're talking about memories. What do you remember as a child or even as an adult reading curious books? Uh, you know, Curious George books to your children. Yep. What do you remember him having a tail or not? And and strangely enough, I remember him having a tail. I remember him using his tail to swing. To swing. He never to, had a tail. And he never had a tail. He never had a tail. Um, so a lot of these Mandela effects, you know, people will pull up pictures and say, well, yes, he did have a tail because here's a picture of it. No. Right. Like, you really can't believe everything you see on the internet. That's true. And according to the creators, he was never drawn with a tail. That's correct. Another one, the Bernstein Bears. Yes. This one drives me insane. It really does. I grew up reading these books, um, really related to the, the girl Bernstein Bear because she was always throwing fucking fits. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Well, the, the Bernstein Bears, it was always spelled... Berenstein, S-T-E-I-N. And in reality, it is Berenstein, yep. S-T-A-I-N. I know. But, and here's the interesting thing about this Mandela effect, Please. is that people have old books of the Berenstein Bears where the, the name is distinctly spelled S-T-E-I-N. And mm. so, I mean, I, I have friends, legitimate people that I know right. who have ha who ha still have these books from their childhoods and they've taken pictures and sh to show that it is S-T-E-I-N. Right. And, but currently it's S-T-A-I-N. And they're claiming that it was never changed, that it was always A-I-N. Yes. They've claimed okay. it was never changed. They claimed there was, that it was always A-I-N. Yep. And yet people have, have actual physical proof that it used to be E-I-N. Yeah. And they're, they just deny it. They're like, I, you must have a bad book or something. So we'll definitely delve into more of the specific Mandela effect examples, but this brings up an interesting question because conspiracy theorists feel like these Mandela effects are proof of an alternate universe. Yes. That in some parallel universe, these things really did happen the way that we remember them. And for that time, whatever length of time, we were in that other universe. And now in this universe, it is spelled or looks this way. Right. And because we are from a different, an alternate universe, That's we right. remember things the way that they were in that universe. Right. And honestly, as kooky as it sounds, I'm kind of a fan of the alternate universe theory. I'm, I mean... I think at this point, everyone knows I'm probably on board with that too, given all the conspiracy theories that I believe in and could believe in if I really had to. There's just, there's a lot of unanswered questions about things. And like the only thing that makes sense to me is a parallel universe. Yes. And you know, 
unfortunately, there is a skeptical side to me. So the other part of the argument is doctors and scientists will argue that memory is imperfect. Yes. And they will argue that what we're actually ex experiencing is confabulation. Confabulation. I actually just studied memory okay. uh, in the last class that I took, yes. and it was fascinating to learn about how we acquire, uh, retain, and store memories, yep. and that the fact that all memories change over time. That's correct. And it's it could be a slight change, but memories are affected by sounds, smells, Yes. Um, all of your touch, all of your other senses are involved. And so you might remember something more as a smell versus an experience. Right. And so the, the details of the experience might change in your mind. Right. But that smell won't. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just one more thing that makes me think maybe, maybe the Mandela effect is real. Because yeah. so many people remember it, that it's it's not individuals just, you know, fucking up a date. No, and it's it's not a couple of things. I mean, we, I will include in the show notes, two separate articles. One has 40 and one has 44. Granted, there's probably a lot of overlap, but up to 44 examples of Mandela effects. And when my brother was visiting, we went through every single one of them. And all three of us having, you know, as previously stated, you had an entirely different childhood than we did, yet you remembered them exactly how we did for every single example. Yes. Um, and one of the big ones is uh, Star Wars. Um, yes. When, when Darth Vader says to Luke, I mean, I can hear it in my head. Yep. Luke, I am your father. Yep. And, and thousands of people remember this being said in the movie. That's it was right. one of the, the most iconic lines from a movie. Yes. And Vader never said it. Nope. He never fucking said it. No. He said, I am your father. That's right. That's and right. So we went we went and listened to it and you know, sure enough, he does not say Luke. And yet all three of us, me, Mel and her brother distinctly remembered hearing this yep. in the film yep and it's it's just a, it's a memory from my life that it's i've never wavered on that yeah this is what vader, vader said yep. luke i am your father that's right and he never said it he never said it yeah and so kind of going on with that confabulation is that doctors and scientists suggest that kind of like you were saying we kind of fill in the gaps of our memory mm -hmm. And so one example I can think of is there is a picture that I've seen since I was little of me probably around age two sitting on a grassy hill and it's sunny and I'm like on a blanket. I can remember that day, but I'm pretty sure I'm just filling in memory gaps from that picture. Excuse me, you were two? Because I was two, I think I was too young to remember that day. But I think stories that went along with it, this is a picture of you when we were hanging out with your aunt and the little girl that she was nannying. But I can feel the sun on my face and I can hear the talking when I think of that memory. But it's very unlikely that I actually remember that. I think my mind is filling in what probably happened. Right. Um, 
Another part of the whole honest lying or confabulation theory is that, for example, the study that we can look more into, how are people being asked? Are they being asked leading questions like, you know, Nelson Mandela died in the 80s, right? Right. Exactly. And this is how we get, I mean, you know, we're true crime addicts over here. This is how we get false confessions. This is how we get, you know, coerced confessions and that kind of thing. Um, So I do, there is a skeptical side of me that does see that. But at the same time, for the three of us to go through 40 slides of different examples of logos or cartoon characters or whatever the case may be, and all three of us remembering them the wrong way. Yeah. It's a little mind-boggling. It is very mind-boggling. But if we're going to go back to the the alternative universe, uh, or the, the parallel universe theory. Yes. Does that mean that all three of us have been to that parallel universe? That's a very interesting question. I mean, were we... Okay, so let's take it a step further. Along with an alternate universe there's theories that this is a simulation and that when there's a break in the simulation is when kooky things happen. Mm. So there's a whole TikTok devoted to simulations. Right. And um, odd anomalies that happen in these videos that just don't make sense. Right. Um, It's possible that we did experience an anomaly like as, as a planet. Potentially. Interesting. Like there was a break in the simulation and we all collectively experienced unknowingly this break from it and this alternate situation and then unknowingly came back. So how does that explain people who do remember the correct, like for people who don't remember him saying, Luke, I am your father. Right. How does that, how does your theory explain them? I don't know. I mean, I guess there's always got to be a push and pull. There's always got to be a group that's like in opposition, but they are greatly outnumbered. They are. They really are. I think one of the ones that got me um, more interested in the Mandela effect is um, the show with Carrie Bradshaw. Yes, Sex in the City. It was Sex in the City. And the City. So that's the thing. A lot of people think it's sex in the city, and it's not. It's sex and the city. That's correct. So, yeah, that was an interesting one as well. Yeah, and I can remember, because I'm a big fan of that show. Right. I can remember um, when it came out, people were abbreviating it either S-A-T-C for sex and the city or S-I-T-C. For sex in the city. And... I'm going to double check myself, but I think part of that Mandela effect might have to do with the the title of the pilot episode. And I'm going to make sure I believe the title of the pilot episode of Sex and the City was Sex in the City. So they just changed the title after the pilot? No, I think people are confusing the pilot episode's title with the title of the show. So I'm going to look into that. But another one is Looney Tunes. Yes. Um, so I, not a big cartoon watcher growing up, but I did watch Looney Tunes. I distinctly remember tunes being spelled with two O's. 
Right. T-O-O. That's correct. N-S. Yes. Like short for cartoons. That's right. And they were loony. That makes just perfect sense to me. Yeah. And possibly, now that could be where our mind is filling in gaps, where we're trying to find things that are similar and our mind is just changing it. Right, because it was actually Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. Yes. Which doesn't make sense to me because the show wasn't about music. They did sing sometimes, but, you know, it just doesn't make sense. But that's true. They were cartoons, and so I think that's why our minds were kind of going there. Um, Another one is Fruit Loops. Yes. You know, um, it's always been spelled F-R-O-O-T. Yes. And a lot of people remember it being F-R-U-I-T. Yes. Um, but yeah, they, they claim that uh, it's always been F-R-O-O-T. Yeah, that one I actually, I'm kind of on the fence about because I've, I think I remember, again, that's kind of like a Looney Tunes. I think I, my brain is coming up with the similarities. So the two O's, Fruit Loops, Looney Tunes. Right. Yeah. And I think that they couldn't use the actual word fruit because that would imply that there was actual fruit in the cereal. Yeah, that's true. That's Which, true. There's no, just in case anybody's eating, <laughs> eating Fruit Loops and, and thinking there's fruit in it, there's no fruit, there's sugar. That's correct. And artificial dyes, <laughs> but no fruit. No fruit. <laughs> I am looking up that episode one title. So, okay. The... Pilot episode is Sex and the City. So there's no... The, it was never Sex it was in next, the City. It was never Sex in the City. And see, my mind was trying to come up with a reason as to why we would remember it that right. way. That's interesting. Um, yeah. How about this is a big one. The Monopoly Man and his monocle. Yeah, I don't remember him having a monocle. So you are correct. Right, because he never did have one. He, I remember him having a monocle. Yeah, see, I, sometimes I can kind of picture him with a monocle, but then I realize I'm thinking of the planter's peanut. I think, yes, that's a very interesting uh, comparison to draw because I think that comes up in my mind as well. Does he have a monocle? He does. Okay. And a top hat. Okay. And a cane. Okay. Well, but he doesn't wear pants. Well, that seems... Interesting. Yeah, I think he even wears some sort of a vest and a bow tie. But So very much into accessories, not so much with the pants. Right. Okay. Fuck the pants. Okay. How about Fruit of the Loom? So we can all picture the fruit gathered around the Fruit of the Loom label. Yes, but did it have a cornucopia or not? You tell me. How do you remember it? I remember the corn, corn, cornucopia. Cornucopia. Cornuco- yeah. So do I. Um, never there. Never had a cornucopia. Yeah, they're just kind of like sitting there, aren't they? Yes. But again, this could just be our mind filling in the gaps of when do we typically see fruits gathered around like that? Oh, you know, Thanksgiving, cornucopias, decorations. I don't know. Alternate universe or just filling in the gaps. So Mr. Peanut has a monocle and a top hat and a cane. And he's wearing white gloves, and he's wearing shoes with, um, what are they called, spats? Oh, I'm not sure. That's That sounds fancy. But no, no pants and no shirt, so we got a we got a nudist. Hmm, okay. Just a 
Waist down nudist. Just a waist down. Very interested in his torso, but other than that, okay. How about the Flintstones? Yeah, that one I don't remember having the second T. So the Flint, the Flintstones um, has two T's. I do remember the second T. Do you really? I remember Flint stones. Yes. I don't. I remember Flint stones. Yep, but it is Flint. Flint stones. Um, let's see. Ah, this one really blew my brother away because we are such fans of the movie Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates is not what Forrest Gump says. What does he say? Life was like a box of chocolates. Yeah. And it, it, these may seem like small changes, but when you've grown up, I mean, I would argue my brother and I have seen Forrest Gump hundreds of times. Right. I mean, we can recite the entire movie word for word without watching it. So for us to misquote it and remember it misquoted the number of times we've seen it, the number of times we've quoted it was mind boggling. Yes. Do you think you misheard it the first time and then all subsequent viewings, instead of listening to the words again, you just your mind just kind of filled in the blank? I think so. And I do I do think that's where the skeptical side of the alternate universe theory comes in for me, even though I do think anything is possible when it comes to that. But I do think our minds just want to kind of make connections. Mm -hmm. So this is a, kind of a good example. You and I will sometimes communicate and there will be like a small miscommunication because I've said something one way, but you've heard it another way. Right. So most common would be like, do you mind if I fill in the blank? And you'll say, yeah. And I'll say, so you do mind? And you're like, no, no, if, yeah, go ahead and do that. So I'm saying, do you mind if, and you're hearing, can I? Right. So you're answering it how you're hearing it, even though that's not how it was asked. Right. So I do think like that comes into like our own personal like communication and kind of processing things. But the fact that most of these things, most people remember falsely is really interesting. Yes. It really, really is. Yeah, the Forrest Gump one, I mean, thousands of people, thousands of people think that it's life is like a box of chocolates. Yes, and he was quoting his mother who had said life was like a box of chocolates. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and when you go back and, and fast forward to that point, to one of those points in the movies, mm -hmm. and you actually hear it, it's clear as day. Yes. Yeah, there's no... There's no um, ambiguity. Nothing. He doesn't stutter. Nope. I mean, he says it very clearly. Exactly. Most of these things are very clear yes. and have remained unchanged, but we have collectively remembered it incorrectly. Now the the Snow White one. Oh my gosh, I'm on that one. I don't know about that one because I've heard I've I've heard recordings that say one thing, yep. and then I've heard recordings that say the other thing, and I. What I remember distinctly is the witch saying, mirror, mirror on the wall. Right. Well, but in, in the Disney animated version of Snow White from, I think it was the 30s, 40s. Oh God, I don't know. She says, and we looked this up on YouTube and we watched it. The, 
Wicked Queen says magic mirror on the wall. Yeah. She does not say mirror, mirror. I know. I can hear it in my head. I know. In her voice. I know. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Yep. Yep. But Um, she doesn't say it. How about this one? Silence of the Lambs. Yes. That one freaked me out because, again, I can hear him saying it. And what was so interesting was when we had gone through this article with my brother here, you and I had just recently rewatched Silence of the Lambs. Yes. This, I mean maybe a week or two if that like it was very recent and he never says hello Clarice he says good morning I can hear him so can I hello Clarice and again we looked it up and we watched that whole scene and he never says hello Clarice he says good morning it's not even close I know now what's interesting about that is my brother and I are also a fan I don't want to say were, but back in the 90s when Jim Carrey was really at his height of his comedy career, we were huge fans. And so we fucking loved that movie, The Cable Guy. That was another one we would watch over and over and over again. I've never seen it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's a dark comedy. It's good. But there's a scene where (laughs) they're at that restaurant, Medieval Times, and he takes the turkey skin off of his turkey leg and put, this is Jim Carrey's character, puts it on his face and pretends to be uh, Hannibal Lecter. Okay. And says, hello, Clarice, it's good to see you again. And so that just kind of affirmed for my brother and I, I'm, I'm assuming him as well, that that was the line. Right. And so for that to then pop up, as a line in another movie referencing it when it never happened, it's, I mean, think of all the channels that that had to go through. I mean, granted, Cable Guy is not like, you know, film. (laughs) I don't think they're doing research on making sure like they're getting all the lines right in Silence of the Lambs, but everyone who wrote that and participated must have remembered it that way as well. Exactly. Otherwise they'd be like, why is he saying this? He never said that in the movie. It was just a given. Yeah. And... I, I never saw the cable guy, so it's not like we're all remembering the cable guy line. Right. Know? So, yeah, I can I can distinctly hear him saying "Hello, Clarice." Yeah. In his creepy voice. Yeah. And he never did. Now this one's interesting because we just heard the song on the radio the other day. So, um, what is it? We are the champions. Yeah, we are the champions. We all remember Freddie Mercury singing of the world at the end of the song. Supposedly it never happened, but we just heard it on the radio. We just heard the song on the radio, and he does say of the world in the middle of the song, but he never says it at the end. Because oh. we, were, we were listening to the song That's in the car, right. and I, of course, was singing along, and we got to the very end, and I had to add of the world because it fits oh see i thought you were adding was him saying it and i do remember him saying it in the middle i was thinking this mandela effect was negating that it was ever said nope he says it in the middle but he doesn't say it in the end even though i distinctly remember him saying it in the end interesting and i wonder all along if i've just been filling it in because i feel like it needs the song just needs that extra right of the world you know yeah and and Potentially, that could be why, you know, most of us remember it that way. Like, it just seems like it belongs there. Because it had, it had been in that spot in the previous verse. Right. Um, and the interesting thing is, they did sing 
of the world live. When they sang it at Wembley Stadium, yes. Um, at the very end, they yes. did add it on there, but that's the only time it's at the end of the song. Interesting. This one's a little bit sad. No one remembered that Neil Armstrong died in 2012. I still think he's alive. He's not. I, well, obviously, I know that now, but... But many of us have, quote, forgot, according to this article. This is that's sad. I, Although I, maybe it's a way to live on and be immortal. Okay, y'all can forget that. Forget when I died. That's fine. That's cool. Maybe he's just with us, like, in thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> um, let's see. We've got Oscar Meyer and how that was spelled. So I remember it M-E-Y-E-R. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah, I remember it M-A-Y-E-R. But actually, there was a whole fucking song. So how, how was I misspelling it when they clearly spell it? I don't know. Yeah, it's well, that's embarrassing. O-S-C-A-R-M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah, I, but I, seeing the two side by side, the M-E-Y-E-R makes more sense to me. Um, let's see. Is it Oscar Meyer or Oscar Mayer? Meyer. Meyer. Yeah. 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 How about Mother Teresa? I don't remember anything about her. Well, I think a lot of people have a memory of her becoming a saint and being canonized in the 90s. Wasn't she still alive in the 90s? She was. Um, but she was declared a saint only four years ago. Yeah. I thought, I didn't think, I thought you had to be dead to be a saint. Yeah, I thought so too. I'm not entirely sure of the criteria, but I, I, I think our memories are more like, I've always grown up thinking that Mother Teresa was a saint. And it could be because people might have said it in that way. Mother Teresa is a saint. Oh. You know, like in a, not in an official way. Got it. Um, but I think over time it became Saint Mother Teresa. And we just assumed that she was a saint. But she only became a saint four years ago. Wow. That's not that long. Yeah, I don't know much about saints. No. <laughs> Neither do I, to be honest. Um, let's see. We've got Kit Kat. I remember the hyphen. You do remember the hyphen. I do remember the hyphen. Okay. Yeah, the thing with Kit Kat is a lot of people remember there being a hyphen between the kit and the cat. Okay. And some people remember no hyphen between the kit and the cat. I don't know that I've noticed, to be honest with you. Well, you don't really eat Kit Kats. I mean, I have when I was younger. I mean, I've had my fair share of Kit Kats. Have you? I, oh, I have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not a huge fan of the accessorizing of the Kit and the Cat. Like, I just like the Kit and the Cat. And throwing the hyphen in there, I just feel is, you know, yeah. it's just bragging. But <laughs> let, Calm down, Kit Kat. Calm down. Don't right. be so bold. We, we don't. We don't need. It's the, fine. We don't need the extra line. But looking at it, the hyphen seems familiar. Yeah. The hyphen seems familiar to me, but it was never but there. Again, like cracking open a candy bar, I wasn't really paying attention to the wrapper. I was concerned yes. about tearing the motherfucker open that's true. and cramming it down my throat. And I think that's where I land on most of these food-related Mandela <laughs> effects. If we're being honest, I mean, I don't think I've ever really investigated the box. No, you know what I mean? not really. How about Cheez-Its? That one has always been Cheez-It. 
It has, and that's how I remember it too. So some folks remember it cheese its with a Z at the end. Yeah, I know. And others remember the box saying cheese it, and then when we talk about cheese its, we add the S on. But never a Z. Never a Z. No. That seems, well, cheese has a Z in it. Does it? Oh, yeah. It's C H E E Z hyphen I T. I wonder if they can't use the word cheese because, again, Cheez-Its don't actually have cheese in them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, the vegan quote-unquote cheese that I use, they'll change it to C-H-E-E-Z or they'll say uh, cheese-like slices <laughs> <laughs> or just slices. <laughs> vegan slices. So <laughs> just so we're all clear. How about double stuff Oreos? I never one paid, F or two. I never paid attention to that. Now I didn't either because we didn't get double stuff Oreos often in the house, so it wasn't something that I would see a lot of. Mm-hmm. And I probably had them more as an adult than as a child. And I, so getting them as an adult, I remember observing. Oh, stuff only has one F. That's kind of cute. Yeah, again, I don't really look at the packaging. And yeah. as a child, I was generally sneaking cookies. <laughs> so I didn't have time. Relatable. Yeah, I didn't have time to, like, investigate packaging. It was, you know, <laughs> crinkle, crinkle, and just trying to get it open so I could get my cookies out. But, oh, yeah, I don't even think, as an adult, I've paid attention to how double stuff is spelled. Yeah. Um, how about the color chartreuse? A lot of controversy over this. Yeah. A lot of people think that it was a, a pinkish color. When I say the word chartreuse, what color pops up in your mind? Green. An ugly puke green. I think magenta. No. And it, it's green. But still to this day, chartreuse equals like a fuchsia, pinky kind of situation. It's true. Huh. Nope. I got that pukey green color in my head now. <laughs> um, for your you Lord of the Rings fans out there, um, there's a memorable line that Gandalf says, or that we think he says, run, you fools. Right. He does not say that. He says, fly, you fools. There's a big difference between run and fly. Big, big I'm, difference. I'm just saying. And that was before his treacherous fall. But I, I am a Lord of the Rings stan, fucking love those movies. And I have probably seen Fellowship of the Ring 20, 25 times. And I swear I hear him say, run you fools anytime. Yeah, I can picture him. I cannot picture him saying fly. Nope. We might have to watch that. Oh, yeah. That's on my my list of things to rewatch over the next year as Sunday is my birthday. <laughs> um, how about Smokey the Bear? Yeah, Smokey the Bear. So it's not Smokey the Bear, it's Smokey Bear. I've never heard anybody say Smokey Bear. Well, so that's interesting. So on the poster, all it is is him holding a shovel and pointing at us. His hat says Smokey and it says only you. And of course we know only you can prevent forest fires. So I would have to hear that commercial again or that ad that, I mean, they must say Smokey Bear. And we are just filling in Smokey the Bear. How many thousands of people think that it's Smokey the Bear? I've never had a conversation with anybody that didn't say Smokey the Bear. Now, granted, we're not sitting around in large groups yeah. discussing Smokey the Bear. Yeah. But I'm sure that the conversation has popped up a few times over the years. I'm sure it has. 
Absolutely. And it's always Smokey the Bear. Now, what's interesting is some of these Mandela effects are pretty minute, like labels on food and underwear, Smokey the Bear, Smokey Bear. What I find interesting, like the, you know, Nelson Mandela's death, which kind of prompted the naming of this whole phenomenon, are these major world events that we misremember. So the Challenger explosion, yes. what year did that happen? 86? Yes. January 28th, 1986. I always thought it was 84. I, in fact, remember it being called the 84 Challenger Explosion. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Others think it was 85. But I can... I, I can picture a home video VHS in my parents, you know, video drawer where it said Challenger Explosion 84. I don't think you were supposed to see that one. <laughs> no, I think they taped like, you know, news coverage of it. And I swear I can see apostrophe 84. Huh. And it was 86. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean simulation are we in an alternate universe do we just kind of flip in and out does it have something to do with our sleep state like when we're having that falling from the sky feeling are we in another universe let me i literally you, just made that up but it's fact to me now let me ask you this one because it's a big one i'm not to be honest i don't remember when it happened i just remember that it happened you might not you you might have been very little okay but it was the um the, the tank in the China Square. Let's see. I think that might be on here. And the protester walks in front of the tank or is in front of the tank preventing it from moving. And a lot of people remember the tank rolling over him. Yes. And then another group of people believe they saw him walking away. That's right. And what do you remember? I mean, it wasn't something that, would, that happened while you were... Yes, so it happened in 89. I was old enough. I don't remember learning about this, hearing about this, or knowing about this until we started delving into this topic. Mm. So I don't have any personal memories to it, but that is one on the list. So, like you said, some remember him being run over and killed, and others remember him moving away and walking away. What's true? I don't know. What really happened? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember the tank moving. I remember him standing there. Okay. Um, but after that, I don't remember anything. And so I've often wondered, have I blocked it out? Or was it just not something that... If it happened in 89, I was... Oh, I was At old. least 20, 25, I'll right? Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was definitely old enough to have seen it. And... But I don't remember what happened. So I'm looking it up now on Wikipedia, and um, let me see. So all it says is that this unidentified man was blocking the tank and repeatedly shifting his position in order to obstruct the tank's path. It was filmed and shared with a worldwide audience. Um, there doesn't seem to be any agreement on what happened. That's a very strange. If it was filmed, shouldn't there be footage of it? Yes. Like actually showing either he got ran over or he didn't. Yes. That's interesting. 
You know, I'm really tired of, of these election things. Are you getting more? Yeah, I get I get probably five or six texts a day from volunteers asking me who I'm voting for, am I early voting? And if I respond, they respond with four or five follow-up texts. Mm-hmm. And if I don't respond, they just keep texting me. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I've been, and, and I'm unaffiliated. I don't want to out you on your political party, but I'm unaffiliated and I'm still getting calls and text messages now a week before the, well, less than a week before the elections. Hey, kitten, you know, and all the texts I'm getting are Democrats. And, and that's fine, but it's just like, I'm unaffiliated. Why, like, I'm not getting anything from any other party. I, I'm getting, I don't know. I don't even pay attention, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pro-Trump, Trump 2020. Oh, you better fucking stop. Please. <laughs> this is, no, this is an intervention now. This, this episode has now become an intervention. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine checking yes next to his name. Oh. Yeah, I know. Um... I promise I'm not impaired. I literally cannot find anything definitive in this fucking Wikipedia page about this person. I mean, I can't confirm whether this young man was arrested or not. I think never killed. These are quotes from people who were there. I don't know where he is now. Like, what the F? And there's no footage. You can't find any actual there's, footage. There's got to be footage. And if there is, I'm going to include it in the show notes because I need to lay my eyes on this and see what happens. Yeah, I do too. Because it's, it's bothering me now. But, I mean, keeping in mind, the footage is going to be, you know, over 30 years old. And it's probably not going to be definitive. There's probably people listening, screaming right now who know what happened. <laughs> And I'm just skimming too much and I'm not, I'm missing the, the piece. But I need Wikipedia to be like, he was dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Wikipedia is not like, Wikipedia is written by people. I know, I know. And it's, you know, this isn't like a scholarly article we're writing here, a journal piece. This is a podcast. I know. You know, Wikipedia is good enough for us. It is? If it's good enough for me. <laughs> I like Wikipedia. Yeah. You know? It works for me. It works for me. Well, let me dive into that. And uh, anything else you want to share about Mandela Effects? I'm good. Awesome. You guys have a great day. Bye. If you are interested in sending us listener letters, asking for advice, sharing something unusual or topics that you want us to discuss, send an email to pixieandogrepod at gmail.com. That's P-I-X-I-E-A-N-D-O-G-R-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thanks.